0: welcome pewter report readers and listeners to another edition of the pewter report podcast energized by celsius i'm john ledger down there at the bottom is mark cook and mark we're joined today by an old familiar face i, I kind of i forgot his name a few times uh, over the Who's last this week. guy but yeah this this new guy is coming on the show i don't think he has much experience but uh scott reynolds ladies and gentlemen maybe you've heard of him he is back on the podcast today and Scott, that voice is starting to come back, isn't it?
1: It is starting to come back, and uh, Jordan Zaner is my favorite uh, Buccaneer fan slash Peter Report fan of all time. So. You, you have of uh,
0: kind of been through the ringer here, Scott, lately. I know we kind of lightly filled in Bucks fans, but also yeah. didn't want to violate HIPAA. So we didn't want
1: to <laughs> yeah. give
0: away too much of, of yeah. what your situation was. And also, we didn't know for a long time what the situation was. And Appreciate so
1: that. thank you. Christine. Yeah, I just uh,
0: I just I know that uh, uh, you probably I'm sure want to update people a little bit with how you're doing and what the prognosis is moving forward.
1: Yeah, um, so it started off with a sore throat, um, not COVID. Um, thought it was, maybe. I wasn't wasn't ruling it out initially, but as it turns out, I'm 49 years old. Mark, you know, you're older than me, always going to be older than me. Mm, for um, a couple more years. As a 64-year-old, you know, you've got quite a few years on me. <laughs> so, on I'm not Bruce yet. Yeah, so um, uh, this is acid reflux related. It's kind of crazy to think, but it's it's like um, you know, I usually don't sleep with my head propped up or anything like that. Thank you all. I appreciate the the welcome backs. I appreciate that very much. <clears throat> so it's acid reflux related. It's kind of crazy. I didn't know that you could lose your voice from acid reflux, but you can if you have it seriously enough and I I did. Hmm. And uh, you guys heard me cuz I didn't do po- this is like the first podcast I've done right since end of May. Right. I don't think I did any in June, but you guys no. heard me at, at my worst when mm-hmm. that sore throat was in full effect. I mean, it was awful. Yeah, you couldn't even really talk like, at all, hardly. Yeah, yeah. so um, I've, been having, <laughs> I've been going to speech therapy twice a week to learn how to talk again because what happened is is um, the, the, the muscles uh, in and around my throat um, swelled up with the inflammation from the acid reflux and, um, and, and so that that swelling basically caused my vocal cords to, um, to just get blocked Mm. and I I couldn't really produce any sounds. It was the weirdest thing. It's, it's amazing how much you talk or how much you take talking for granted. Right. Mm. It just, it's it's like something we're taught like when we're one years old and we just don't stop. Right. (laughs) But, um, this is like market rep- improvement. I'm probably at about 75% right now, I'd say, yeah. you know, maybe 80. Um, I've been talking a lot today, so it's a little weaker than it was this morning. Heading in the right direction, though, so that's good. Um, right.
0: Yeah, and but, you're going to do what you can on today's show, obviously, yeah. when you've got to jump out and your voice you know, doesn't allow you to go uh, yeah. 100% the whole time. Well, you
1: know, you just I've got some hot out. tea in my Go Bolts Lightning Cup. So, Do,
0: yeah, do, well, do you remember when Mike... Roll.
2: Remember when Mike Williams tried to come back too soon from a hamstring injury, Scott, and he ended up ripping the hamstring from the bone? Let's not hope that you rip your vocal cords from the throat today, all right? You may be trying to come back a little too early. I've also decided that this is God's punishment for all your jokes about Uncle Stan over the years. (laughs) <laughs> remember <laughs> hey boys i'm uncle stan john doesn't know uncle stan oh i've heard him do a few rest times. rest in peace yes yeah, so yeah. i i've figured out it's 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 god's way of saying okay you want to joke about I uncle stan joke. as he's probably sitting beside god right now yeah. uh up in heaven right now watching yeah. this podcast but uh really glad you're back man and uh don't overdo it do what you can do and that's good enough uh take yeah. some time off i know you're going on vacation soon so enjoy that and uh, the happiest person that you haven't been able to talk though is, is certainly Logan and, and 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 Caden. I mean, your your kids, uh, you oh, know, because you couldn't yell out of them. You couldn't give them the old uh, Reynolds
1: speeches and all the yeah, old it's, stories it's, of when you were. It's been they horrible. were loving it. <laughs> I, I've lost every fight to my wife, Ashley. She's oh, yeah. she's, like, she's she's like unde- undefeated in the month of June, <laughs> right? Like she could say whatever she wanted. Right. And I'm like sitting here taking my phone, like typing crap in there and like showing it to her, you know, and all that. and. <laughs> Like you know, I don't know
0: how much Celsius you've been able to drink during all this, Scott, but they've got a new flavor dropping right now. I know you know about it, I don't know if you've got a chance to try it, but for anybody out there who hasn't, the tropical vibe is absolutely hitting right now. Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. The new tropical vibe, sparkling starfruit, pineapple edition man, no sugar tremendous flavor like all the flavors that they have it's really really great stuff and also go over to peterreport.com and vote in our poll we've got like six different options to pick your favorite celsius flavor let us know what your favorite flavors are let celsius know what your favorite flavors are by voting in that poll over at peterreport.com just go to the home page scroll down a little bit and you'll see that poll there uh vote in that and let us know kind of what your favorite flavor is i think we got the poll running soon over our youtube too we'll have it up there as well so Yeah, definitely check out the start Sparkling Starfruit Pineapple Edition Celsius, the tropical vibe. You'll see me drinking on today's show. It's really, really good stuff uh, from Celsius.com. And you can also click those banner ads over at So Here's my
1: little Celsius pitch for today because I haven't talked about Celsius in over a month, obviously. I can't have any carbonated beverages. That's like a big no-no, right? I can't have any caffeine. I have tasted the tropical vibe it is phenomenal it's killing me that i i, I really can't have this stuff yet i i I'm, I'm on medicine i'm i'm on the road to recovery but right. folks celsius is real okay i was a celsius drinker and uh, it had nothing to do with my problems by the way this is, this is like just a hereditary my mom has GERD and all that stuff but hmm. i'm telling you like not being able to drink celsius and wake up and get that That, uh, you know, that, that surge of energy without the crash, like it's, it's killing me. I've not nearly been as productive without (laughs) Celsius. Like June, I I was not trying to slack or anything. It just took me longer to do my work because I didn't have that Celsius, uh, you know, burst of energy. So it's, it's real and legit. You don't know how legit Celsius is until you're off of it. Right. No
0: question. Crap. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no question about it. But even in the midst of that
0: Celsius crisis that you've been yes. in, you have managed to crank out some work. You haven't been yeah. able to be on the pod, but you've been working your tail off on these written articles that we have gone up at purereport.com One of them is your top 30 bucks of all time. And obviously we've had some input to here and there yes. to break ties yeah. and things like that. But for the most part, your list was put the list was put together by you and your extensive you know, history with the team, knowledge of the team. Obviously, Mark's got a little bit of that as yep. well, but I have to ask you this before we get started. If two people, hypothetically, that worked for pewterreport.com went on a show like the Pewter Report podcast, not this exact podcast, not maybe Mark and I, but two other people, right. and they ranked their top 10 bucks of all time, yeah. and one of them had Leroy Salmon seventh, <laughs> would you say that is like egregious, fireable, or more like slap on the wrist or like, Oh no, I like going outside the box. That might be worthy of a promotion or how would Um, you range that?
1: Can I use the term stupid? (laughs) Yes. You can. Okay. I will. Sorry, John. That's stupid. Okay. What do
0: you think? Why do you think it was me? You don't think Mark did that?
1: No, No, he he watches the podcast, John.
2: He watches it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He can't contribute, but he watched
2: it. Yes. Yeah.
1: And the, the reason why is, is because Leroy, was uh, he was an instant impact guy, right? He had five sacks as a rookie. He had eleven his second season, and in 1979, so that's his what fourth year in the league. He's the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. The only thing that stopped him from, you know, from from just getting sacks beyond belief was he had a, a back injury in his prime yeah. at this at the Pro Bowl, right? In 1984, and and, and that just the Bowl, by the way. Yeah, that, that right, just, that, I mean, that, that just abruptly ended his career. This is a guy that probably had two, maybe three more double-digit sack seasons in him, and um, and then I think you're you're talking about him as one of the best defensive ends of all time. Not not Reggie White. We're not going to put him in that category, but right below Reggie White. I mean, like in yeah. terms of, of of that level. Instead, hmm. when you think about Leroy Selman in terms of pass rushers, he's probably on that third tier. He's not Lawrence Taylor. He's not Derek Thomas. He's not, you know, Reggie White. He's he's down there a little bit. But I think if not for that back injury and at the Pro Bowl, this is a player that was just dominant. Um with power, speed, everything. And right. um As and, a and he was three the, he, four
2: defensive end. The Buccaneers yes. played a three-four. Think about that. He is a hand in the ground defensive end Right. Uh, leading the team in sacks and being the NFL Player of the Year in 1979. I mean, again, it wasn't like he was a stand-up outside linebacker yeah. that just rushed every play. He had run responsibilities too. Obviously, first to secure the yep. edge, all of those things that a three-four DN has to do, the dirty work, and was still able to be a dominant pass right. rusher as well.
0: Well, I just I hadn't been wrong since I came aboard PeterReport.com. So I just figured, I just see <laughs> so you, right, you were due, right, John. I was due yeah. At some point, it was yeah. going to happen, and if it's going to happen, yeah. at least it's in a time period before I was born. So. Yeah. I guess everybody's agreeing that I'm taking the on. L- I know I did text Trevor Sikama that night because right. I was like, all right, how off am I? You know, let's get another young buck in here. That right. might not be like, and, and Trevor and I told him, I was like, what's more egregious to you? Leroy Selman at number seven overall in the greatest bucks of all time, or Levante David outside the top 10 at what would you have more 10 or 12, 11, 11, 12, yeah, 11. 11, 12, something like that. Okay. And he was like, wow, you're both idiots. <laughs> but, but I think he agreed that I was Dumber, but he yeah. had Selman fourth for, for his rankings. But no, it was, it was fun. It's been fun to kind of go through this list for me that you've yeah. had this top 30 and right. learn about some of the Bucs. Like I know a lot of these names, right. but I don't know necessarily the bucks history with players like well,
1: Carl Williams and even yeah. Didler, You know, so, so, the, been- so the interesting thing is, is, this is a list that Mark and I did several years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is really like the third kind of incarnation of this. I think we did 2014 2017 and then now, right? And and the thing is, is with this list, um, you know, it, it's it's pretty much stayed the same in terms of of the people. Uh, mm-hmm. So some of the the rankings have changed. Some guys have moved up. Some have moved down. There had been some new entries, right? Because so the last four years, we've got a guy like Tom Brady, right, mm-hmm. he came to town, and he deserves to be on that list even after one year, right? Um, and really, what goes into this list are two things. It's it's the the impact you had on the franchise, um, from a from a measurable standpoint, right? It's like, did you know is your name in the record books? Did you leave your mark on this organization? And that's one thing I got from from Herm Edwards, who was the former defensive backs coach and the assistant head coach under Tony Dungy. He would tell his players, "It's like, listen, when you come here, you know." two things, earn a roster spot, make your mark, make your mark on this team, you know? And, uh, and I think that the best way you can do it is to set records, to be one of the best Buccaneers of all time. And that shows up in the record book. The second area is not the individual, but the team. Did you help your team get to the playoffs and win games and win championships? So just because Brady's been here one year, he is on the list. And I can tell you where. Obviously, he hasn't appeared yet, right? Because I think we're, what are we up to? Number 18 or so, 17, 18?
0: I, I think we today it was 16 through 18. Okay. So, so we don't know the top 15. Yeah, so Fans we, don't know the top 15.
1: I'm in the top 15. I'm not telling you where. Right. But the reason why is because he did both of those things. He he, he set the all time right. uh, touchdown passing record. And with this 43 touchdowns, because he scored three rushing touchdowns, that's 43 touchdowns for one. Person in a single season, and he won a Super Bowl. Oh, and by the way, he was the MVP. Right, so, so yeah. that right there is he accomplished more in one year than someone like you know Eric Curry did in five. Right, as a former first round draft pick. So, longevity means something. But where where that means something is like if you're Rondé Barber or Derek Brooks, you're going to be higher because you're a greater for longer for this franchise, mm-hmm. right? um than someone else who like Donnie Abraham who only played one contract or so and you know played five years I think and then he was gone so you know it, Rondé was here to do a lot more right than than Donnie which is why Rondé is higher than Donnie and of course you throw in the Super Bowl factor too.
0: Mark what have you thought about because you obviously have extensive knowledge of the Bucks' history as well too so and you've probably had little squabbles with the list, but what have you thought about the first 15 or the back 15, I guess, is Scott's yeah. released him? Anybody you've disagreed with? I don't th- there's nobody I've disagreed with, except
2: I would have had Doug Williams a little higher. And I know Scott, I mean, even debated, you know, does he deserve to be in that top 30? And um, as Tom Bucks fan just pointed out, I'll, I'll pull it up on the thing here. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to, unless you saw Doug Williams and you were part of it and saw what he meant to the franchise. And again, as Scott was talking about his criteria, statistically, Doug was terrible, right? I mean, 47.4% career pass or something like that. Mm -hmm. But again, when you look at John McKay's offense, it was the most predictable offense. It made Tony Dungy's offense look like (laughs) Mike Martz. I mean, seriously. (laughs) You know, student body right, student body left. Drop back and try and find Giles. I mean, there was just no wide receivers. It was just a terrible, uh, unimaginative offense. But well, you had Kevin uh, House. but that was you can't
1: say no receivers. Kevin House was was there.
2: Kevin, right. but he was there and he got there in 1980. Had 500 and something yards. He didn't really have a breakout year till 81, 82 was the strike year. So I mean, he only played two years with Doug Williams. But you're talking okay. about guys like Gerald Carter, uh, Morris Owens, uh, yeah. uh, Larry Mucker. Was a tight end for this team, Larry Mucker. Never Ter- heard of Trevor, that name. You can't Trevor, be good with the name.
0: Of him. Tre-
2: Trevor still doesn't believe that that was a real name. He still thinks got an eye for pulling his leg. Look it up in the Buccaneer history book. Larry Mucker was a tight end for this football team. So again, there just wasn't a lot of talent. Uh, I mean, of course, they had Ricky Bell and Jerry Eckwood running the football. So, you know, those were very good running backs. And John McKay came from the USC line of thinking when he had a, a guy like OJ Simpson, where you're going to run the ball as much as possible and play good defense. Right. And that's what the team was built on. But anyway, point is that was really the only thing that I would have had Doug considerably higher. Um, and the fact is he's one of the, uh, one of the the ring of honor members. I think that should go yeah. into it a little bit too. The the Glazer certainly felt that he was a little bit higher, but other than that, I think the players themselves, the order I might have a little squabble with from here to, you know, a little bit here and there, but but I think the players are spot on, and, and I've seen the complete list,
1: so I agree with it all the way yep. up to the top. So, so my my next podcast appearance, because uh, I've gotta gotta go to Vegas to help rehab my voice. Heat <laughs> um, <You laughs> ought to be great for it. Scott. <laughs> yeah, 118 exactly.
2: 18 temperatures should yeah. be wonderful
1: yeah. for the voice. Man,
0: that's gonna be yeah. something. I hope you're just really you know, I'm on, on schedule, a and yeah, I was gonna say, I hope you no hydrate. Doubt about and- it. It. Do everything your doctor's telling you to do there.
1: Oh yeah, but my next uh, scheduled appearance for the podcast will be the 13th, which is Tuesday the 13th. Now, uh, I'll be on with Mark, uh, John. You've got that day off, and um, yes. and Mark and I will, will kind of wrap up the the top 15, and we'll talk about um, some of the the decision making they went into the top 15, the top 10, the top five. So that'd be fun. So you know, make sure to to book your your mm-hmm. your calendar for the. The 13th, which is a Tuesday, where we'll really kind of get into the uh, the top 15, part of the top 30 that we've, right. we've uh, unveiled here. And got a fat five coming this Friday that um, I, I list at the request of, uh, I believe, Adam, who's one of our subscribers. He, he DM me and said, hey, I'd love to see not just a list of the top 30 players, but about like the top five players at every position. We can really have kind of an encyclopedia of who the greatest Buccaneers are. I said, wow, it's a great idea. So I'm doing that for this week's Fab Five on Friday.
0: Yeah, that'll be great, too. That'll be great content. Another great thing that you guys are just kind of, we're all just kind of uh, enjoying and and starting to experience right now is this new partnership we have with Underdog Fantasy. If you don't know, and I saw some people already had their avatars changed to Underdog Fantasy uh, on their YouTube pages. Appreciate that. Appreciate the support. You probably saw me announce it on twitter earlier today but yeah i'll talk about underdog fantasy underdog fantasy if you don't know because they're a little bit new on the scene but they are taking off they've got some great support from big name people like adam schefter kevin durant and others uh what they are is the the best and easiest place to play fantasy football uh for big cash prizes on underdog fantasy you just draft that's what's so great about it no need to worry about waivers or lineups or injuries underdog kind of handles it all for you in their best ball league format you go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app Draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. There's no in-season management. I personally, as somebody who is obviously incredibly busy in season, I love that. You just, it's all about the draft. It's not about, oh, we got to go out. This guy's taking over in the waiver wire. No, it just pulls your best scores from the week from your draft, the team that you drafted. So it puts all the emphasis on basically that draft and making sure that you assessed your team appropriately in that draft. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up. So you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on underdog fantasy. If you use the promo code pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R is the I love underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website's user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft the team, and that's it. You're good for the season and use that promo code, Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. You can do it on the App Store, or the Google Play Store, get underdogfantasy.com, get that free $25 in bonus cash. Use that promo code, get signed up. We are gonna have some pewterreport.com leagues that are gonna be starting up. We're very excited about those. We'll have more announcements about that as the month of July starts to get underway um, and, and continues on closer to training camp, which by the way, guys, Bucks training camp, uh, we're getting close to the end of today. Yeah. So you could say it's about eighteen days away. It is crazy to me. Scott, it just feels like we were doing that post Super Bowl podcast in the press box at <laughs> no. Raymond James Stadium after they beat the Chiefs. And now here we are, less than yeah. three weeks from the start. Guys, of the we're,
2: we're sixty-five days away from the season opener. Sixty-five.
0: Know, that's nuts. that's- that's insane, isn't it? I mean, that's And just once crazy. training camp starts, you know it just is so fast. Until, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you look up and it's like, oh, because you're around every day. You're watching them play every day. You're writing about them every day. And all the days just start to run right together. And then you look up and it's week one. And uh, yeah. it, we're going to get some preseason action. What, preseason? First preseason game is yeah. August 14th, I believe. So what that – I don't know add you know 20 some days or whatever to that 18 you know and so we've got a, a still a little ways till that first game but right. we're gonna get to see some of these guys and one of the guys we're gonna get to see is Cameron Kinley the Bucs said today that's or right. it was announced today that Cameron Kinley is gonna be able to to play and join the Bucks for training camp and so that's really great news obviously uh for him because he really stood out at rookie minicamp it's gonna be kind of awesome to see what he's gonna be able to do against better competition now Scott
1: no doubt about it and um uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited to to see. Sometimes you got to stand up for what you believe in, and and uh, you know and, and be prepared to make some waves. And he did, and and uh, you know, thankfully the armed services, uh, you know, listened. The armed armed forces listened, and 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 granted him this waiver. I think that's the right thing to do. Um, right. You know, he's not getting out of his his service. He's simply just deferring it, which is fine. You know, I think that's it's the appropriate thing. You've seen that that done in years past, and it it was it's good to. To see that happen I wanted to comment too drew is exactly right um, this isn't this is not the right time for the bolts to be in the Stanley Cup during my recovery because you know we uh, were well, actually this, gonna talk about them if they'd won last night yeah I would have had you know um, I probably could be talking a little bit better. If not for, you know, every other day I'm going like, Yanni, you know, Stammer! I'm surprised. Look at that. Yeah, like that's, that, that, that's yeah. impressive, dude. I'm. That's, that's too that's
2: loud. I, I feel, I feel the vocal cords shredding as you do that, Scott, stop it. We, <laughs> Mike we don't need Mike extreme. Williams part two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm. I'm trying not to push it, you know, I'm going to tell Ashley to put a muzzle
2: on you on, on tomorrow night for the game. Just put a. <laughs> put a muzzle on you completely where you can't well tomorrow goals. night's
0: gonna be intense one right because i mean it's not a big deal if you're up 3-0 to lose game four in my opinion especially the way they lost it i mean they, they didn't play their best game still could yeah. have easily won like right. but game five you lose and it goes back to montreal the no, pressure now oh,
2: man the pressure is is on and and you yeah, know people no, people were commenting well they get to you know jane caster idiot um you know well, oh, we want them to win at home statements. obviously somebody no, who doesn't understand the concept of sports you any opportunity these guys are professional yes. athletes they they want to win every time they play they yes. want to win at checkers <laughs> yes. in the locker room they're competitive yes. but they're not thinking about oh we want to do it on the hall ice. it's just the dumbest yeah. thing ever because you guys now really don't
0: think she was joking around all huh? the it I just you don't even it, it doesn't matter it's down. just stupid you just don't j- yes. don't mess with the mode no
1: right if you asked victor Edman and john cooper and andre Vasilevsky and kucherov yeah. and all those guys you know yeah uh, would you rather fly to Mars and win the Stanley Cup tonight, or win it at home in Tampa? You know, like next or week, maybe, possibly, maybe, right, yeah, right. possibly. Right? They're gonna like, yeah, Elon Musk, um, yeah, Richard Branson, whoever can get me to, the, to Mars faster, like, book <laughs> me, like tonight, because we're gonna get to Mars and win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that, that's just what you do as an athlete. Yeah, right. you don't wait; you win. Yeah, that's insane. And, and
0: obviously, I didn't even think you know, the effort wasn't a concern at all. Just they, they didn't quite weren't as quite as crisp as they normally yeah, yeah, are. Yeah. But I, I still mean, feel they very had, confident. they they ding three off the
2: post. If one of those yeah, goes exactly. in, it's over. Yes. And we're we're planning the the yeah. boat parade in a couple days once the
0: hurricane yeah. and goes. I, and by. I still think we're, we will be, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously yeah. Montreal's definitely resilient.
1: There's no question about well, that. But it's listen, been to watch that. My only hockey comment, and we'll move back on to football is. This is like a JV team the Lightning are playing right now. I mean, really, Carolina was better, Florida was better, the Islanders, Islanders much were better. certainly better. Okay, yeah. this is like a JV team. Las well,
2: Vegas is probably better. I don't know how they ended up losing. You know, how to did they, Vegas lost, lose they lost to this team? They lost to <laughs>
0: because Flurry gave up that goal, and then that changed the whole thing. Once they <sighs> were going to win that game, yeah. Okay, that, that turned the, the whole series for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I mean, no, no question. It's been, uh it's yeah. been. It's been quite one-sided. I don't think. Oh, that my. Whoa, a whoa, thing. Hold on, Tony. Whoa. Tony, listen, Come on, Tony.
1: On. Listen. <laughs> listen, I, I am too smart and savvy to lead Joe Bucks fan. Uh, plus, plus,
2: Tony, I've always been Scott's happen. food tester at One Buccaneer Place. That's he always true. makes That's me test fact. his food first. Yes. Like the court yeah. jester. So, and so yeah. far, I've only been poisoned twice. And, also, uh, they haven't fed us a one bar from.
0: place in a long time. I would know because I, <laughs> since <laughs> I've been there, haven't there to, yeah, exactly. and I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> I will so. say, John, John
2: Scott will tell you they try
0: and poison him
2: every time they serve seafood because Scott is uh, highly gosh, allergic fish. to seafood. Yeah, uh, when they do the fish day, like three wow. days in a row in training camp, he uh he yeah, gets a little testy. Ridiculous, yeah. that's
0: funny. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think it's been to me the pressure's on. I mean, I know y'all don't care, me, but – my sons are playing tonight, and so my I just need thoughts and prayers for me and my heart. And my voice tonight is the sons uh, take on the Bucs in game one. Didn't you know you're a sons the, fan. The, oh, yeah, no, sons fan. You grow up in Pittsburgh, you got to find your team, man. And when I was a That's kid, true, yeah. oh, Steve Nash, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, Boris Diaw, Leandro Barbosa. It's oh, okay. a fun offense For me, it was Charles teams.
1: Barkley, uh, Dan Marley. Oh, those guys were fun. That those, was a little before the me. Sons. Penny Hardaway. After he left Orlando, he went. After he left Orlando, he went to
0: Phoenix. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah, anyway. he, he was there for a while. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be excited about that yeah. game tonight and to see what happens. But oh. in the meantime, we do have yeah. our focus ahead on this training yes. camp for the Bucks and what's going to be coming up. And one of the things you'll be talking about in an upcoming Fab is twenty of the things kind got to watch for, right, Scott, in yeah. this training camp. Can you give us like? One or two, maybe, or some like some nuggets, some things that have been rolling around in your head as you've been voiceless and just wondering and thinking about the box. What yeah. have been one or two training um, camp oriented thoughts that have been rolling around in your head?
1: You know, I, I think a couple of things, and they're not really training camp related. Um, because I think I think training camp has become so homogenized, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, Mark, there's a day when you and I were watching two a day practices, right? Mm-hmm. Like physical. Full padded, like yeah. full. It was almost like a game. Wasn't right. it? like it's was just like there were. It's like the only difference between preseason games and like two day practices under John Gruden, where the preseason games were at night at the stadium, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the, the difference. They were so physical back then. Now they're glorified OTAs with pads on. That's really what they are. So when I look, I look at training camp, I, I'm looking for. The running back battle between Rojo and, and, and Fournette. I think that's going to be really interesting to watch because Giovanni Bernard is just taking those third down opportunities away, and that really squeezes the amount of of, of opportunities that Ronald Jones and/or Fournette will have to, you know, to make things happen on first and second down. I mean, the, the, I, I think those two guys are going to be fighting for two downs rather than fighting for three. His yeah, Geo is going to have third down. So, right. to me, I, I think that's something to watch. And I think, kind of peeking ahead to the season, the, the two things that are that are on top of my mind right now, aside from you know how brilliant Blaine Gabbert's going to be in training camp, is probably Tristan Wirfs. You know, um, I, I, I don't I don't see a sophomore slump coming for him. I don't. I think he's a mature kid. I think he's, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's Paul Gruber. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Mark. It's like, yeah, it's like, like uh, every year you're ESPN. Now it's ESPN and NFL Network. You know, oh, you draft this guy in the first round. He's a franchise tackle, and you stick him, stick him, him out for there ten years. Exactly. Like, that's Tristan Worfs. Yeah, that's Tristan Worfs. That was Paul Gruber, right? And yeah. I, th- I think they've got another Paul Gruber type. But I'm looking for that. I'm looking to see to maintain that, yeah, I'm going to give up one sack this year, and if I do, it's going to be to an all-pro caliber player, right? Um, so I'm looking for that. I also want to see, because Shaq Barrett talked a really big game in his press conference. Yeah. You know what? I'm inclined to believe him. I'll believe Shaq Barrett until he proves me wrong. Hmm. Shit, Shaq Barrett, and there's certain guys, and you remember Donald Penn when he got that big contract, and you might have even been next to him for that interview, Mark when Donald Penn the former left tackle for the bucks got this big contract you know I went up and congratulate him hey congrats man that that's a great deal you you know you've really turned into a really good you know left tackle and he's like i'm scared man I'm scared I'm like what are you scared about he said like, man i got all this pressure on me now like it like the, i feel like the spotlights on me because I'm making all this money now you know and it's it's kind of like that that you know are you the hunter or the hunted right mm. and I think that sometimes um, and even Ryan Jensen opened up to me and he said, hey, you know, I, I got I got this contract, you know, came here as a big free agent, it's the highest paid center. And, you know, as it turns out, boy, you know, I I, I kind of got fat and I didn't play that well. Then he lost weight and then really has played well these last two years. He's This is the Ryan Jensen they looked at, that, that they wanted, mm-hmm. that he's become. But sometimes it's like when you get the big money, you either – get fat and lazy and, and, and underperform or you make sure that you earn every penny yeah. and you want to prove to the organization that I'm worth this much money thank you for investing in me and uh, like you y- you thought that you were you know doing that's the right shack. Thing. yeah you, you thought I was I was yeah. gonna you know earn every penny I'm gonna earn every penny and then some and I think yeah. that's shack yeah. and so I, I think this guy um didn't like the eight sacks last year. I think mm-hmm. he liked the 19 and a half. And I think that he, he knows too. He's, mm-hmm. he's not 23 or 24. Oh, I've got, you know, a, a decade of dominance left in me. No, he's 28. Right. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. knows he's got about three or four years where he's got to max out his body. Cause he's going to lose a step at some point. It happens mm-hmm. to everybody. Happened to me on Rice. When it happens, you fall off a cliff. So mm-hmm. I think Shaq Barrett, um, I just want to see how high you can climb that mountain. Can he get to, I know we can get to 10. I know we can get to 12. Can he get to 15? Can he get to 20? You know, I, I want to see how far Shaq can go. Speaking of uh, how
0: far you can go, you've got the opportunity to earn some money this week over with our friends at mybookie.ag. In the world of sports, the off season is a time to relax and a regroup after a hard fought season. But playing with MyBookie gives you the choice to decide when your season begins and ends. At MyBookie.ag, you can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world. Whether it's a game day parlay or a long shot winner, MyBookie's got you covered. If you're looking for something to bet on, look no further than UFC 264 in a highly anticipated rematch between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. McGregor is currently listed as an underdog in the fight and bets on Poirier to win by KO would pay out nearly 2-1 to one. Regardless of whether you're backing Poirier or McGregor this weekend, take advantage of pre-fight props or bet the matches live to shift the odds in your favor and come out on top. Sign up today with MyBookie and use the promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, and you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. That's 1000 bucks in extra cash when you make your first deposit with MyBookie using that promo code Pewter. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie guys, it's getting a little windy
2: outside. Is, what, is there anything going on weather-wise
0: that I should know I, about? I, this is what I've been told. I, I'm a newbie here in this area. This is, pro- I guess, my first real t- tropical storm. We've had That's some right. storms. We've had some power outages. Maybe we expect those things. If there's not a podcast tomorrow, everyone knows why. It's because we don't <laughs> have John, power. John, we've been warning
2: people. It is hurricane season. We've been warning people the last two months on this podcast. You've got to get your property taken care of. You've got to get your property, your your automobile, your life taken care of. And there's no better place to do it than our good friends over at Briar Greaves Insurance Company. Now, it looks like we're going to skirt a major disaster, right? Maybe it's going to be a one. It's going to kind of skirt the coast. Probably not to take a direct hit to Tampa. If this isn't a wake-up call that you need to call Briar Greaves and make sure you're covered for the next storm, and trust me, there will be another one, this is the first... A hurricane, one of the earliest hurricanes that we've seen, the fifth name storm. That's the earliest we've seen it over the last 20 years. Uh, forecasters have told us there's going to be more. Make sure you are covered. All you got to do is give them a call, 813 876 4166. Call Sam, call Briar. Say, look, this is what I currently have. What do I need? Am I good? Can you save me some money? Scott, if somebody said, I'm going to hand you $500 tomorrow for doing, you know, for making a 15 minute phone call, what are you doing? You're making I'm that call.
1: That. I'm, I'm making it and taking it. Yep, yeah,
2: Absolutely. That's all you got to do. Now, there's no guarantee they're going to save you money. The great thing about Briar Greaves is they're going to be upfront and honest with you. They're going to tell you, you know what? You're, you've are you got really good coverage at a really good price, or they're going to tell you, we can save you some money. BriarGreavesinsurance.com. Give them a call today. 813-876-4166. 876-4166. Proud sponsor of the Pewter Report Podcast.
0: Good question here from Lawrence Lowe. He, he, basically a statement, actually. Rumor has it no team would offer Shaq more than the Bucks. There might be a chip on his shoulder to show them what they missed out on. Yeah, I think it's a good point. That could be another motivating factor. I could definitely see Shaq. I mean, somebody who's been snubbed many, many times, you know, over the course of his career um, yeah. in playing football. I could see that being that, motivational that's an for indictment, him,
2: too. That's an indictment of of. 31 other teams doubting his ability, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's essentially yeah. what they're saying. Mm-hmm. He, he was he he was he was left off the first team all-pro ballot after nine and a half sacks, which was a travesty. He didn't win defensive yep. player of the year after 19 and a half sacks. Press, I yeah, mean, it's 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 <laughs> it's insanity oh. how he was overlooked. And then in free agency he had six he six to a degree.
1: force fumbles or seven force fumbles. How do you, you not
0: make yeah. the pro bowl with 19 and
2: a half? He did make the he made the pro, he made the pro bowl. Guy. He did make the pro bowl. Yeah. I'll give him that, but he did he wasn't first team all-pro. Yeah. I believe yeah. TJ Watt is that the guy in Pittsburgh, the defensive end up there, John. I believe yeah, he, had, he ended I think
0: up he had, what do you have 16 and a half that year? Something, yeah, something like yeah, that.
2: Something like yeah. that. He had less than Shaq, and yet he yeah. had less. I remember talking to Pete Prisco at the Pro Bowl, and Pete told me, he goes, you know, I'm just not really sold on this guy. And uh yeah, ch- well, ch- he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. Again, I don't just, think anybody expected a repeat of 19 and a half sacks because yeah. he was gonna draw more attention, certainly, than he yeah. did. But, and, and Ace does a
0: good job. Ace says here, you know, he did a good job pressuring quarterbacks, even if it wasn't sacks. And he's right. Like, he checks pressure numbers, yeah. I think, by, by a couple sites are among right. the highest in the league over the last two years. So he's done a great job in that regard. Pressures can, numbers can be, you know, weird and, and mean different things. But I think in general, he's done a great job of one-on-one situations. He's certainly, to me, he's not an elite talent where some of the guys ahead of him, like, I don't think he'll ever be on the level of a Nick Bosa, a Joey Bosa, right. a Miles Garrett, a TJ Watt. Like those guys to me are just more gifted than he is. Sure. And that's okay. I still think he can be a top 10 edge defender in the league. We've yeah. seen two lists come out recently. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him in their top 10. I think he was ninth for them, maybe, I want to say, ahead of Von Miller, by the way. I know he's coming back from injury, and Chandler yeah. Jones, who's also coming back from injury. And then ESPN is doing a neat thing. I've been trying to do stories on it every day for our site, but they're actually pulling 50 executives, players, and coaches, getting their opinion and their insight, and then kind of taking the voting of those people and, and kind of stacking up players. So I think it's great because it gets a a, a very robust group of opinions then obviously they also you know are pulling it from people who know what they're talking about and getting kind of ranking players because of that so i think shaq barrett he was outside of the top 10 for that but he was their first guy out kind of so i think yeah in that 9 to 11 12 range and across the league that's pretty fair ranking for him now jason pierre paul has not shown up on any of these lists pff had a top 32 edge defenders in the league and pierre paul was not on it not so sure about that. I've said yeah, before I think he's a little ridiculous. overrated, but yeah. you can't tell me he's not a top thirty two edge. Right? Right. right, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know what, Scott is Scott, I, I'm with Scott on this, John. I know you're more of a pressure guy as as Josh Allen just pointed out. Not a more of a pressure <laughs> he's guy. Being you put more but, but yeah, you know. Look, Scott and I have always you know, we pressures are well and good. Get the damn quarterback on the ground though, man. That's right. uh that that's where you that's your bread and butter. I mean, that's what people remember. Nobody's going to remember. You know, I led the league in pressures, but I had eight and a half sacks. I mean, you, you got to get the quarterback on the ground. That's when things happen too. That's when fumbles mm-hmm. happen. That's it's it's a it's it's such a. It can be such a momentum changer in the game. I mean, right. You know, well, yeah. Pressure can uh, cause an interception, maybe, but yeah. You know, getting getting to the quarterback and throwing him on his ass is uh, is what gets gets that stadium rocking and fired up.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I think with sacks, it's it's definitive, right? Uh, like because a sack ends a play, right? It, it it ends it. A pressure, yeah, can lead to an incompletion it can lead to an interception right those are good pressures mm-hmm. but how many times have we seen i mean uh you know go back to to the the the, the uh, Brad Johnson right he was standing in the pocket get pressured take a hit still deliver a strike to Joe Jervicious right. or Keenan McCardell or or Keyshawn Johnson you know okay the the defensive player got got credit for the pressure, <laughs> pressure. but it still resulted yeah. in a first, first down, down or touchdown so yeah. but it, th- those two go hand in hand though it's yeah like, for sure and, and Tom, Tom,
0: Tom brings up a good point just about the fact that it's a function of the team. I mean, team pass rush is, is if you see teams that are consistently yes. good year after year after year after year, they have good scheme, they have more than one player than get to the quarterback, and they usually have versatility up front, too. I think the addition of Joe Tryon gives them some more versatility up front with their packages. Now you've got a guy who could be a competent rusher off the edge and you can move Jason Pierre Paul around. You've got Veya back. So you're kind of guaranteeing pierre Paul and a matchup one-on-one on the inside. So yeah, I think that those kind of things, I, I I think a nice season could be in store for both of those guys. And so it's definitely going to be fun to see what they've accomplished. These lists are kind of coming out on ESPN, and I love looking around the league and seeing what these rankings are tomorrow. ESPN's got uh, the top 10 and in, in, in off ball linebackers in the league um, that are coming up uh, for them. And so we'll see tomorrow if Levante David and Devin White both manage to make that list. It's going to be fun to see what league uh, executives, coaches, personnel people, and players around the league think of those bucks off ball linebackers. So really good stuff. Want to get to wrap, uh, Robert Farmer's super chat here and just mention yeah. it as we wrap up the show. But uh, $5 super chat, we appreciate that from Robert and earlier from Lawrence as well. Uh, super you. chats, hard to come by in the summer, but I appreciate you all helping us <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. And I know as we get training camp and the season back underway, we'll get hopefully more of those from y'all as well. Those have been huge for us. Um, Robert says, welcome back, Scott. How do you guys feel about the DBs? Are they the biggest question mark on the team? I know, Scott, your voice is going a little here and see Mark. what you we've talked about this a little bit mark in recent shows but what do you think about this this db group are are we uh are we is this the big question mark on the team going into 2021
2: I think from a depth percentage, I mean, depth perspective, it is. I mean, I think the three guys are the three guys. And you hope that, that Sean Murphy Bunting can be more consistent over 16 games. And Jamel Dean, that's another guy that you talked about on, on the last show that we did, needing to get that consistency. There were games where he uh, was as good as any cornerback in the league. And there were other games where it looked like he was watching another game, the Giants game in particular. So the consistency yeah. part of things. But I think the talent's there. But the question mark is, if, if one of these guys go down for an extended period of time, how much is this defense going to suffer? What is Todd Bowles going to have to do to try and cover up uh, a, a missing guy? Is Herb Miller that guy? Is is, is Ross the bad guy? Um, you know, maybe Cameron Kinley steps in and becomes a, a a depth guy. I doubt it, but you just don't know. That's the great thing about yeah. training camp, and that'll be something that really again when you, we start looking at training camp and battles to watch, the three guys are going to be the three guys, and and the two safety are going to be there. But who is going to win those backup jobs? Because we saw. Injuries happened in this in 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 the back in the secondary uh, last right. year. Nothing devastating, no season-ending injuries, but there were games that, that players missed. Uh, but that depth to me is 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 the big question mark, uh, Robert. When when I look at it, who's going to be the backups, and and that's going to be the fun battles to watch in camp for me.
1: Yeah, I think for me, since Mark's already touched on the cornerbacks, uh, I'll just wrap up with this. Um, you've got three really good safeties. You got Jordan Whitehead. You got, you know, um, obviously Antoine Winfield, you know, junior, um, mm. and and then you got Mike uh, a, Edwards. You know, Edwards, and, yeah. and I, I, think that that all three of those guys are starting caliber players. How do yeah. you find? How do you find ways to get Edwards on the field? Because when he's on there, he's an impact player. But then you you have a hard time taking Whitehead off because he brings the toughness, the ability to mm-hmm. cover under, underneath. And then, you know, Winfield is just a star in the making. So it's like, how do you get Edwards on the field? I think that um, – and I agree with everything you said, Mark. The three corners are one thing. The three safeties are another, and it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, whereas the cornerback depth, yeah, that that might be a bad problem uh, if something happens to those guys. But how do you get Mike Edwards on the field? Because the guy can make some plays. And I think Todd Bowles showed – some instances late in the season where working him into the the lineup was a good thing. So, right, a good. I man. think.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be huge to tap in Antoine Winfield's versatility this year. You know, they need to be able to figure out: can where all key can he play? Can he help them in multiple spots? Can he play inside? They don't have a true nickel. It's not really Sean yeah. Murphy Bunting's best position. Although he grew it a little bit to the end of last year, but I yeah. still think if you could play him outside, you could play Winfield in the slot situationally, and you could play Mike Edwards at free safety more often. Let Jordan White do his thing. You know, be the box guy, be the blitzer, be the deep guy on occasion, the two right. high guy. You know, you you find. Everybody kind of roles that they can shine in, that might be the best option for the secondary, and it might give them a lot more answers than they had last year or when they struggled throughout a lot of the year, especially with smaller, shiftier types of players where Sean Murphy Bunting just really, really struggled in the slot. And nice, nice having Ross Cocker around too. Good point. Yep. I saw somebody, I think Josh pointed that Josh yep. Allen pointed that out about Cockerell. It's yeah, he's it's that was a nice signing for them. Lawrence, another five-dollar super chat coming up clutch here. Vita is probably the most important piece. Devin and Shaq had more sacks when Vita's on the field. I hope the DB can improve uh, this year with consistency. Agreed. Lawrence, good points. I think Vita opens things up for everybody in the interior. Not like Devin can't get home without (laughs) him, but when you have to commit two guys to Vita, yeah, definitely. You like your options on a gap blitzes for sure. Scott talked a lot about that um, throughout last year for sure. So, uh, yeah, the last one from Bucks Time. I'll answer real quickly before we before we head out uh, for the day. Bucks Time twelve wants to know. I've asked this before. Who learned more last year, Byron or Brady? I think Byron learned more from Brady. We'll never really know the answer to that question, but yeah. I feel pretty confident in saying that both guys learned a lot from each other, and it wasn't necessarily learning from scratch. I think a lot of it is just learning each other, how each other likes to operate, what each other likes in certain situations, how each other understands the offense and communicates the offense better to other people. It's more learning about working together than it is growing individually, like getting better or something like that. I think those things still happen for those guys probably, but I think their situation was definitely more about cohesiveness together uh, as a group for sure. So plenty of welcome backs for Scott. Good to see you back on the show today, Scott. We've got a great week we got a great week lined up too, yeah. honestly. This is just the 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 start. Uh tomorrow on the show, what? We got Ryan Griffin coming on the show, right, Mark?
2: Bucks number 2 quarterback. Bucks number second, 2. Second best quarterback on the roster,
0: Scott. Second yeah. or mate. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Scott Different is most, not going to be on most that show. Second handsome
2: quarterback, yeah.
0: <laughs> For understandable reasons, Scott will not be on that show and not just because yeah. of his voice either. Yeah, no, we would uh, not it, put Scott it, on he's with Griffin. Get- He's going to be working on getting Blaine Gabbard for one of our shows. Yeah, future. that's a fact. Yes. In yes. the future. Uh, but until then, Ryan Griffin will join us tomorrow. We're excited to hear from yep. him on the show. He's going to have some insights. He'll talk a little bit. Maybe he'll talk about Drunk Brady. I know he hasn't been asked about that. We'll ask him about that. We'll <laughs> ask him about a few other things too, including Kyle Trask. What's his thoughts on working with a youngster, again, a quarterback, and what's it like being a veteran on a team like this? And so we'll have plenty for him. And then uh, Thursday show, we're going to talk about our most disappointing Bucks of all time. Mark and I are going to talk about and uh yeah it's going to be a uh, time for everybody just come and get ready for a rip session because we're not going to hold back <laughs> yeah. we're going to hammer some dudes who just weren't yeah. very good as the bucks they had high expectations and they didn't deliver at all so Can I just that's you all we do
2: Can I give you a hint of, of who my number one is going to be
0: oh yes give, give us a hint
2: this is all i'm going to do scott will understand this that's the challenge. I don't
0: I don't I don't know what it is. He played but, at
2: Florida State. How about that?
0: Oh, that's what I was I said I was like James? James Winston? I, no. Oh okay.
2: they got a draft
0: they moved up in the draft to select that I put uh, my, Scott
2: remembers oh, when it nice. happened. I put Shevins, my head down yes, on the that's desk. Right. You'll never no, no, <laughs> no not well, Clifton well, Abraham, stars, not Chevin Smith, no. We're Bruno, I don't ever want to mention
0: his name know, again, but
2: I, R.A. is his initials. Is his initials right. we,
0: won't, we won't speak his name on the podcast uh, out of respect A, for A, the Speaking, Bucks of, speaking of guests,
2: we've got Tristan Wirfs conf, confirmed or lined up uh, for next week as well. So yeah, that'll okay. be exciting next That's week. Good. We're going we're gonna to try and have some Very more guests. And, and I'm working on Blaine Gabbert for Scott. Yes, I'm, I'm, I should <laughs> have that
1: wrapped up. That would be great this week. So I'm not going to be on that show talking about the most disappointing Buccaneers, but uh, I I did make the graphic. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, if you don't remember who that guy is, that's Chris Swaggy Baker. And he's eating a hot dog on the sidelines during a preseason game with a can of dip in his hand. Mm. Safe to say he will make the list. list. He's all business, right? This guy's all football all the time. What an absolute turd that guy was. A <laughs> turd just in the locker room, room just on the a field. Just a turd of a football player. Just a, <laughs> you know. just a turd of a football
0: player. Went to the Bengals after that, I think. Good fit yeah. for him. That hey, listen, you know,
1: he came and made his money. You know, That's um, right. More power to him. what so you got to do. Boy, with him. he was terrible.
0: Hey, we'll be making our money the rest of this week on the podcast. 4 p.m. Eastern the next two days. Make sure you're joining us uh, for a couple of fun shows uh, here on the Peter Report Podcast. We appreciate you all jumping on, especially jumping on in the summertime, supporting us all, keeping listening, keep spreading the word. Subscribe over at Peter Report TV to the Peter Report Podcast. Let your family and your friends know. Send out those texts. Let people know. Hey, check these guys out. They're they're a pretty. They're pretty at. They're above average. They're great. You know whatever you think. Let people know where they can uh, watch all the best, bust, best bucks coverage over at pewterreport.com. Until next time, thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out. Out.